Are we rolling? Yeah. Dang. We're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. We got to warm it up. My fucking mic ever worked, Jared. There we go. I got it. I always I had to be in that one last time. I know. It's. I don't know why we can't fix mics around because here. Because we're on a budget still. Yeah. Yeah. This is I still guess a beta true. test to see if people even like this show. <laughs> it seems to be going pretty well so far. I like I how I can't it, see you too. Yeah, I know. We need to do something about these arms. And I like that Jared looks like uh, Wayne Grove from the movie Heat right now. Mm. No. Um, one of the. There's no way he doesn't look like Wayne Grove. I feel like yes, he does. You He's look got a like Fu Manchu and crazy wild hair. Fat stepbrother. No. Uh, his stepbrother wasn't that fat. <laughs> what? He looks like a, like a Portuguese Pablo Escobar. I like yeah, that. That's fair. You Portuguese know? Pablo? That, you know? That's a good rap Like a name. poor man's Pablo Escobar. Oh, that's who makes, the way he looks. like, really horrible fashion decisions. Horrible. What are you talking about? This Wearing is fashionable. Two different colored shoes. and Yeah, you're going for it. Red, yeah. white, and blue. I am American today. Thank <laughs> oh. you very much. You yeah. did kind of steal that from me. I, I used did to you, do the Chucks. You? No, not the multicolored oh. Chucks because I called you a CrossFitter because when you yeah. wear the socks. But that's it's a cool outfit. I dig it, actually. Thank you. I support, Thank you. I support this. I like these pants. We've got some new pants on the way from Cry, by the way. You'll get a oh, kick yeah. out of this, Evan and Logan, this morning. I actually went for a walk because I do that sometimes with my little weighted, you know, shit on. And I texted Jared after and I was like, did you go on your walk? Because he was I've all bragging about walks. walking yesterday. And he walked around the kitchen table and then opened the microwave and there was like taquitos in there. Hot stickers. Hot stickers at, at nine in the morning. Just doing laps around your kitchen island. That's <laughs> it made walk. me laugh well, though, thank he you. sent me the thing of his feet walking. He was like, did you right. go on your walk this morning? So I responded with, you see my feet and then I go up to the microwave as it's as it's ending and I pull out the pot stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Well, we have reality television tonight. I'm excited for that. At this is 8 yeah. p.m. our time, presidential debates. You excited? Yeah, we'll see if Biden can string together some sentences. I think they're going to fill both of these elderly old men full of like vitamin B and niacin and just like methamphetamine, just whatever the up. fuck they got. They're like, we just got to get these dudes in. Do you think that's a thing? I mean, they got to be giving some booster shots. That, I, I do. I think they're probably B12, doing like, some like fucking exactly. injection Adderall, some like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. nicotine so, fucking dispenser in the brain. Seriously. What do you, what do you think the tag, what, what do you think the tactic is going to be? Because you know, Trump notoriously just ignores the moderator and will go after <laughs> like, yeah. like he won't even answer the fucking moderator questions. How do you think this is going to open up? Uh, well, I, I think we have a really good playbook from the previous debates. So the Hillary debates, I was actually watching some of the debates yeah. last week or the week before where Hillary was just taking it. It was, if if this was a fist fight or a boxing boxing match, she was just taking him on the chin, just just getting worked. And it's interesting because I think their tactic from the Biden's from Biden's perspectives, he knows that Trump is a wild card, right? He is he could be saying wild, some wild and crazy things. You know, he's going to have to have some taglines and some sound bites that are prepared for some crazy shit. So 
Now, getting Biden to actually memorize something without a teleprompter could yeah. be an issue. You know, okay, let's see. Well, so Between that, the two elderly men, let's let's get there. You know, it's so an let's, Oxford let's, debate. Let's, let's take bet, bets on this. And I know it's it's it, it, the 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 salvation and the the our country is at stake. But let's just put that aside for pure entertainment purposes, since this is a fucking podcast. Right. What do you think? Like the outcome is going to be? I think that Trump's just going to fucking light him up, and he's going to eventually crumble and say some real dumb shit like yeah like how we said before like you're not black if you don't vote for me and you'd be like what this this is the most racist shit i've ever heard in my life i feel like he's gonna slip up and say something or do you think do you think their tactic is to make trump look like a bully because i saw i saw something pretty fucking amazing yesterday on facebook from my like i've been saying i grew up in the pacific northwest a lot of my friends have lost their fucking minds and this girl i went to high school with literally made a post yesterday that said you know don't you think it's inappropriate that trump calls biden slow joe and he's making fun of a guy that has a disability and i'm like you realize that guy with your disability that you're talking about is running for president for the Nuclear button, you dumb motherfucker! <laughs> I, love that. I love that. You don't even say running for president. You're running for the nuclear That's button. That's what I said. I know he's going to command a nuclear arsenal, the largest yeah. one in the world, and you're worried about a guy being mean. Shut the fuck up! Right? He's just going to get Doritos like after his B12 shot runs <laughs> off. He goes, "Oh, what's the red button? Forgot that." <laughs> Fucking nuke Russia! Like that ah. is that is the boss level. She has achieved the final level of social justice war. <laughs> Where we're going to promote a president we, and put them into the highest seat in the land yeah. to run the country because we need to be, they have a disability. Be, they have a mental disability. Yeah, we need Good to idea. Be. There should be there should be like I, I get these social justice warriors, but there should be absolute like portions of society that there should like if you're running for president, you better be the toughest motherfucker yeah. out there. Like you're gonna pick Trump, say Trump's bullying Biden. Biden's got to go meet the fucking dude in Russia yeah. and China. He'll never be China. He's got to be like on his fucking game. Like this is this and you is, can't oh. be a piece of shit. Like like just passive pullover. Like yeah. otherwise, every other country is going to see this as a. Over you. Oh, let's slide something. It's not in. a thing. Yeah. He, he yeah, can't, we know who he Putin can't leave his. He can't leave his house after ten a.m. in the morning. Right now, he's locked himself in the basement of his own home. He's not out campaigning. He's not taking interviews. This this country is so naive to think that Biden is going to be the president, right? No, it's that's Kamala not, Harris. Yeah, Harris I mean, is going to be the president. Where if you said that, I think we were talking about that in the car. If you said that, you know, three four years ago, five years ago, someone had been like, "Oh bullshit," but like, I think that's the play. I think get Biden in there, and then they say, "Hey, you're unfit for you know duty service." I don't know the correct term, the and then like, Kamala even Harris jumps right Nancy in. Nancy is losing her fucking mind. Did you see her hard reset last week? Yeah, but they're all... Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Like, why aren't people fired immediately? Like, why aren't we as 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 citizens going, hey, maybe not, maybe you shouldn't be in charge anymore? Because... Because there's a there's another half of the country that believes in this shit. They believe in the... they. They believe in all of this. They believe in the the woe cancer culture, cancer culture. Uh, they believe in all of it. They believe in all of this, and then we all have to pretend to be in the same fairy tale land that they live in. Or yeah. if we don't pretend then that, we're racist then and, we're racist. Yeah. Okay, transphobic. No, I'm ne- I'm not afraid of anybody that's trans. 
Yeah, I don't know. Never I'm not afraid of a lot of things. I don't know if they saw the last episode, but my junk was out the whole entire thing. Yeah. So junk on the podcast? You, you get one episode of me and Jeans for your Range American podcast, and I'm oh, going yeah. right back to, to Grundle Hawaiian shorts. They're showing off the pork and beans, okay? Grundle well, Hawaiian like shorts, we're, we're okay. Talking, let's talk about this geisha for a minute. It's already well, sold out. Well, a little out. dictator yeah. geisha. Yeah, went but, pretty quick. It's good. Boom. Done. D-U-N. Tasty. Yeah, tasty. it was very, very tasty. It What's took us a long it? time. It took us a long time yeah. uh, when we first started working on this design. I thought it was spectacular. It was one of, I, I, I think, it. my best designs that I'd done so far. Then, well, no, at that point. Okay. okay. Yeah, at that okay. point, I was really excited about the design. So we had to backfill it with the the right coffee. So when we were in Guatemala and we found the geisha down there, we were done and done. And I think the the funny part of this is this is just me trolling the entire coffee industry because <laughs> it's Gesha. It's an Ethiopian strain of an Arabica coffee. So it has nothing to do with, you know, Central or South America. It has nothing to do with a Geisha or Japan or any of these things, but people mispronounce it and spell it all the time. It's G-E-S-H-A. It's not geisha, but it's pronounced differently because it's actually Amharic from Ethiopia. I know all of this, but that's why I designed the shirt the way that I designed it with the you rising sun in the background. The first time I was like, I don't get the dictator. It's because it's the rising sun, right? The, the, the Japanese 1940s era flag with the Panamanian dictator, because that's where some of the finest geshes are, are actually grown. Um, and then the, the, the geisha that's Japanese in the dictator geisha. outfit. It, for me, there's a lot of different countries and cultures merged in one over here. No, no, it's, it's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> and I know that it's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> the most un-PC thing on the fucking planet. It's right so there. stupid, <laughs> that, but it's an amazing coffee. So, but, but that's I'm the whole offended. thing with the I'm coffee shooting. industry is that they take themselves so seriously. Everyone is woke and everyone is so woke that they're just trying to outwoke each other. It's so, just outwoke so one woke. another all day long. Like, no, I, I support BLM, trans, you know, uh, Count Dracula, C-3PO. Like, I, I'm going to do that, right? And that's my what I'm going to support. Whereas we're just going the opposite direction going... We're going to make some crazy-ass dictator geisha. We're going to make good Japanese coffee and say whatever the sun. fuck we want. Yeah. I, I have to say, favorite favorite right now, my favorite all-time art right now, he gets the he gets the gold for that one. Which one? I, fuck off. I like the pink flamingo. I think that flamingo is fucking awesome. You're fucking treading on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> now, that bag is a good bag. Uh, my, my new favorite bag might might be not even a bag, but a van. Oh, just, oh. Uh, like the a, van a street and street the street uh, van. We, well, we, we don't want we don't want to give too much away in the podcast. There's a lot of good ones. I got I got two or three that designs. That Christmas in the Q2. design's pretty good too. Thank yeah, you, thank yeah. you. Solid work there. Yep. Little little play on old Santa Claus coming this December. That's <laughs> pretty excited about that. I'm gonna go ahead and take that. I I'm gonna say this as a partner in this company. I'm gonna require to be in charge of the Christmas roast every year because I've had it four years in a row now. 
I don't disagree with that. Because we did the AR twice in a row, the bag design at least, which coffee. And then we went to Christmas tree with the guns. And then this year is the Santa one. I I don't disagree with that. You're you're good at it. Got it. I would like to take charge of corporations' finances. No. Absolutely not. But I mean. I will give you a. Wait, wait, wait. This is really funny. Jared, I got to call you out on the podcast. I love you so much. Jared calls me and goes, is said individual, you can say his first name, Robert. He's like, is he still a CFO? And I was like, what? What do you? wasn't CFO. He was, you know, never uh, in finance, never but so I had to, I had to walk him through that, but it was good. He didn't, he didn't, he it's forgot never, the CFO after. Yep. It's never been the CFO. <laughs> <laughs> I called the right person to ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and then yeah, I called yeah, you. Because right. you would make funny. fun of me. Hey, so congratulations goes out to Logan Stark, officially partner of Black Rifle Coffee wow. as of last week. Wow. Holy it's shit, like buddy. Worm. You sucked yeah. enough penises to get yeah. partnered. Yeah. Sweat equity. You know, the, it, I mean, you're the, the, term the definition of it. But, but here's the funny thing is we, we were talking <laughs> about this, which yeah. is how long have you worked? How long have you worked for Black Rifle? It's five now, like five, six years. months after the first sale. Is when we yeah. met you. Yeah. So there's been people that have worked for the company and they've come in and they're like, well, Evan promised me equity. And then when they leave, they're like, well, I didn't get any equity and they're all fucking butthurt. And I'm like, yeah, it takes a long time for you to earn equity in a company. You have to earn your equity. It takes years. And then there's documents that have to be signed. It's 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 a, it's a big process. A Board process. approval. And I, you know, for for years, Logan has worked with us as a as not only a subordinate, but then more of a peer in the last couple of years. So if there's anybody that He's- deserves equity in the company right now. Uh, it is Logan from like OG status from the beginning till now. And that happened. I tried really hard. So what I tried to do with this, you guys will appreciate this, is <clears throat> I held on to his paperwork for several <laughs> weeks. So when his elk hunt mm-hmm. was going down, what I wanted was to be able to when he killed his elk, be able to go and here's your paperwork. It makes everything official to try to create the best yeah. day of his life. Yeah. But I mean, what trying. you did was you made him drive all the way back to Salt Lake yeah. to hit a deadline to sign it, turn right around, drive back to the mountains, hey, and then kill an elk. But you got well, it. Well, you were Murphy's 24 law. hours off. What's that? You were 24 hours off. I was 24 but, hours. But off. you still got it. It was it was just a day late. That is a cool day. We were trying to bring you the good juju. We went up there and spotted for you. We can talk about that a little bit. You got a crazy cool I should have gone to Salt Lake. You should have, yeah. No one told me to. I was supposed to be camp supervisor. Not at that camp. That's no. a different camp. Oh. I don't know. No, no I invited Matt, and I said, we could invite JT. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll call him. So... <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my service was out that day. I yeah. definitely, I, hey, I definitely want to go on the next coffee trip because I've been watching the Guatemala coffee right. or die thing, and it looks so fun. I want to do that. You went on one. You like, went on the first. Well, one. I know, but yeah. nobody came. It was Jared, me and him, Jared. But that's what I really like about, especially Logan being a partner now, is now that he feels less guilty about spending the company's money with Evan to go on vacations and fish <laughs> and hunt elk while we're back here fucking running a business. But you know, I mean, I'm just running. thankful. For, I've been yeah. running the business. Well, you've yeah, been I mean, walk, you've been walking the business. This is a lifestyle <laughs> brand, <laughs> so it's very important that I'm we just do kidding. This. I, I will say. I'll and I, I guess, I guess, if like, if there's a if there's 
Well, let me, is there let, an avatar on Call of Duty called like Business Guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah it <laughs> it's also called Maybe I'm Hosting the Activision um, Veteran Code Bowl for nonprofit. Whoa, uh, being a part of it, being a part of it. At Somebody least. got a big it. boy host job. I will say though, uh, since we're all talking shit, but um, I it is funny because like I've even had people at face value. They see people hunting, but there is. Um, some amazing biz dev that came out of those trips and and, it, and there's some really cool things in the work even, that would have never happened. So good job on that. Absent of just, if there was no biz dev to see his demeanor change after having about a month of doing shit that he wanted to do, you know, after six straight years of fucking just getting beat the fuck up, like this is great. I like yeah. this version. I like I like this. You know, he calls me to tell me stupid ideas again. I love that. Right. Instead oh. of instead of you know yelling. yelling. <laughs> I, I mean, I still yell, still yell quite a bit. I yelled at Dan this morning, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but that's normal. Well, yeah, but you should yell at Dan every day. He just deserves it. <laughs> I I think the big thing with with. Uh, you know, it's building the ecosystem of the company or the, 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 the culture of the company around doing hard shit. There's hard shit that people can do. Obviously you can search those things out and they, they have all these executive camps where you can go out and do like trust falls and learn how to fucking yeah. go do across a, obstacle a, a, an obstacle course together. You can go, you, you know, get your feelings hurt together, whatever it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or that's a little lackluster for BRC. We need to up the game, you know, as yeah. we've been talking about. Or you can get hunts for your managers and your executives and, and you can take them, them rifles. You take them. And that's what I did with, you know, our VP of finance and a couple of the other guys that have never harvested an animal or done difficult things. I should say physically difficult where I think it's, it's, it's a good thing for us to, put these things back into the DNA of the company where we give rifles, you know, for instance, we bought our employees, Noveski rifles. So a lot of people don't really know what it's like to work here at Black All Rifle Coffee. through illegal FFL. Yeah. So we bought a bunch of Noveski rifles. We still, we still are giving them to employees for bonuses. So, and that comes with, you know, Pelican case, grinders, coffee that we roasted like two years ago. This watch that I'm wearing, the watch that Logan's wearing, these Aries watches are built by a, a former CIA guy that I knew back in the day. We got a couple hundred of those. We put them back into the company. You know, as far as the company is concerned and then building the right ecosystem and DNA around what kind of incentive programs that we're designing for people and how we develop our leadership and our management, I think we're, we're getting closer. When I say that, it's not just about the watches and the guns or the bows that we bought a bunch of black rifle coffee, specific bows for employees, PSCs carbon fiber awesome. or PSC the bows. custom sore next gym that is yeah. now in Salt Lake city. Like, there are some, and, and this is, this is the thing where I will say this very pointedly, which is our methodology in business has always been to put more money back into the company and build the company for the, the employees and build something that will last versus well, it's, yeah, it's trying long, to cash out, yeah, do a cash grab bullshit. Right. Flash in the pan. You see yeah. a lot of businesses do that. They have a three to five year shelf life and they die. Because their Never. CEOs are concerned or their founders, their CEOs are more concerned with what does the company do for me versus what can I do for the company? And that's the kind of the JFK thing that I was talking about with a couple of guys this morning. You know, he said, 
don't ask what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. So if you're getting up every day and you're saying, how do I create value in the company? How do I create a better ecosystem? How do I you know, maintain positivity and that, that positive direction. One, you have to cut the fucking toxic shit out of your life, right? So not to go on some type of weird diatribe, I guess I am, everybody's falling asleep, but no, no, you have to no, cut no. the toxic people out of your life, promote and put people in the company and make them partners that continue to create value. And they understand the true value of teamwork, the true value of sacrifice, because there's literally... Nobody here that hasn't sacrificed for the company over the years and years of, excuse me, whether that's compensation, whether that's nights, weekends, holidays, like all of the things that go into making a business, we make it look fun and it is because it is a lifestyle brand, but it's a lot of fucking work and there are a lot of people out there that think that there's, there's the, the shortcuts, right? The shortcuts like, oh, I'm just going to get fucking but, but rich and famous. that's the difference, I think. You want to create culturally a company, that's the, at least in my mind, where people are proud to hang their hat in hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think too many companies are the shortcuts. How do I just get what I want? Compensation bonus and then take the easy road. It's like you want people that are like, oh, that's great and I earned it, but then they can really go, man, I fucking accomplished something, something that's sustainable and long-term and then people are you know, a, a part of the brand, not just buying from the brand, but when they wear a black rifle shirt or, or a co- they buy the coffee, they're like, I feel a part of this giant family. And that's a very hard thing to do. And, and it's a testament to the, the, the customers that have supported over well, the years, big, really. A, a big piece of that too, is also having partners with aligned strategic vision. Like I was telling him the other day, I still remember this. It was like December 11th, 2016. I was in the <laughs> fucking sugar house, McDonald's drive through. And you guys called me on three-way and he was like, we had never been paid from Black Rifle up to that point. And he was like, hey, you know, before Christmas, we could all take a a big check or we can buy a coffee roaster. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's buy the yeah, roaster. It, it, like, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it would work out to like $10,000 a piece back yeah. in the day, right? That That's the way it worked money. out, which was a ton of fucking money. And it is still a ton of, ton of money, but yeah, we, we like, all collectively. Hey, were hey like, let's buy a coffee. But if you, yeah, if you don't have that, that we're buying yeah. a roaster, bro. Fuck yeah. yeah, we're getting a roaster. But if you don't have that, yeah. like if you have one, if one partner or two partners, somebody else is, is their strategic vision is for themselves and not the company, then that's going to eventually be its demise. It's the mission versus me's all the time. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I, it's, I continue to talk about these mission me's because I know that, at the, at the agency, the people I fucking hated, whether it was at the agency or whether it was in SF, it was the people that were me first. Me, me, me. You know, when is my fucking Halo slot? When is my scuba slot? When is my fucking this slot? When is this? And it was, who do I have to step on to get promoted here? You yeah. know, what, 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 what kind of... What kind of trip do I have to do into a hard spot where I really don't have to fucking do anything? But then that will give me the accolades to 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 get promoted. I was having this conversation with a couple of guys I worked with at the agency um, a few weeks ago. We were talking about the guys that had actually been decorated for not doing jack or shit <laughs> because oh, it works yeah. the same way. It was <laughs> contractors out doing the fucking hard work and then other guys getting these medals for shit that they didn't do anything for. And I think in any organization, you're going to have the people that disguise themselves as, oh, I'm a mission first. I'm a mission first, guys. 
And that what'll happen is after a couple of years, they can't keep that facade up for very long. They can't do it. Sometimes they can hide for a couple of years, but then eventually they show themselves. How many times have we seen this happen in the last five years where those me first motherfuckers can put on a show for us for a couple of years and then, and then eventually yeah. their ugly shit is just exposed and we're like, oh, well, we're just going to go over here and we're going to do some other shit now keep and working. keep working and that's yeah. what we do. And, and more importantly, there's a bunch of, if there's a bunch of me guys that want to do shit together, they're it's just a better fit. I always, I, I like to say that too, where marriages get, you know, what is it? 55% or something like that end up in divorce. It's impossible for that, that many like bad people. 70. So we'll just say 70. It's impossible for there to be 70% of bad people. Just that a lot of marriages are just, they're just not meant to be. Doesn't mean that both people are bad. It means that they're just bad together. Bad Businesses are Don't the same way. Yeah, it's, it's mission alignment. I think that you have to have the same end goal because there's nothing wrong if some people want to create a business and cash grab for two or three years and then bounce out and do something else. Like, that's fine. That's that's their journey. Their they can do whatever they want. But yeah, yeah, it's just mission alignment, having the partners. I mean, I think all of us have had other endeavors and walked away from business partners and done this. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It just no. meant we weren't mission in line to what we wanted to do. I want something sustainable and something I can do for the rest of my life that I can hang my hat on, not just like cash out some money and be like, okay, let's uh, okay. try to do something else. It's just not me, right? Yeah, there, there is that like perfect symbiosis between getting what you want out of something and then serving the the higher, greater thing of whatever you're doing. And to tie my time in to Black Rifle and to kind of my service, like the the thing that, you know, if I had to define like what kind of has allowed me to be successful here is like this constant evolution and the confidence to be able to do that, right? Like when you look at kind of where uh, we hang a big part of our heads, like this social media content sphere, right? We always say that this is also a media company, but like how fast does social media change, yeah. content evolve, and you have to have the ability to adapt through it and, and be able to figure out how you can improve in order to serve the the larger thing to its greatest capacity. You know, I only did just over four years in the Marine Corps, but it was that time getting in and then going on to the next thing, getting schools under your belt, evolving as a leader so that you can serve the greater thing in a better capacity. And you got to figure out what that perfect merger is so that it is a very balanced equation. Well, it's a nice, it's a nice kind of, uh, climate too, because the leadership and the board in this company is a yes, yes based. Like, like if you present a good plan, you're going to get approved. So the the opportunity just exists because yeah. it's run by NCOs. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not a no. Tom's on no, the board. He's no, officer, no. but we'll give him we'll give him a We're, pass. We don't What's know. That? I mean, Tom's on the board, but we'll give him a pass. He was an officer, you know. Yeah, yeah, but he was an officer in the '80s. Like, you know, I think those were different times. Back when it was hard, you know. Back, back when it was, uh, he had to could, walk. He had to walk through the barracks uphill both ways. Yeah, it's true though. <laughs> well, after that whole uh, what was it? No shark attacks that no Rich was telling me. Attacks. I'm I'm starting to believe the whole it used to be harder thing. Oh, it, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah, 
Um, I'll let him Angry explain. Cops, uh, he was telling us about last show that we did with them about they don't allow shark attacks anymore, In which which training. is a drill instructor terminology for when, when they get off the bus. three or four they drill sergeants get in your face and they're like, ah, trying the to create stress. The sergeant major of the infantry school has said, yeah, we no. can, we, we're going to approach what? this at a better yeah. What? Dude. It was a wild conversation. You can't get yelled at by like more than one drill oh, instructor at a time. It's something about that as far as like there's different means to like, you know, Train do this. A person. And we went in the whole. Maybe. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I, I think there are a lot of ways. I was I was discussing this same thing with, I think, maybe Andy or somebody about, you know, there there are a lot of things within military training where they're they're very physically detrimental, right? So sleep deprivation, you know, that the long-term health effects of sleep deprivation are fucking really, they, they, they exist and it's, it is proven. So how do we get the same results without pushing people, you know? Three, yeah, four? but I, I disagree in the nature of, um, would you rather have a little bit of lifetime impact on your body when you volunteered for a combat mission? Or would you rather accept that and then live in combat because you were under a stress-induced situation and or a vetting process that goes, this guy breaks under any sense of stress yeah. or, or he's hungry and he just quits, then doesn't mean you're a bad guy, just like the marriage analogy earlier. It just means you shouldn't be on a soft team, man. I mean, go, go be a fucking epic IT guy. Go fucking help the mission, but you're just not the dude that's going to be on the ground rucking 18 miles because that the mission requires so much out of you mentally and physically that there has to be some form of vetting prop process that's absolutely applicable to that mission. If not, then you're teeing up guys and gals for absolute failure. That's my opinion on it. I think no, that there I, has I to be massive stress induced in, in high level organizations. I, I don't disagree with that. I think I think there are ways that you can get your the same desired outcome. So what I'm I'm referring to is it's weeks on end of sleep deprivation with we'll call it, you know, meals ready to eat and then, you know, uh uh and then the stress is fine because it's that's something you have to do. And then, you know, couple that or dovetail that with your anti-inflammatories that are nuking all your good gut biome and all these things. So I think the long-term health effects of going through a lot of the things that we've done in our lives that we take for granted that, for instance, is, you know, I just found out that I have this gut problem, you know, after 43 years and I've had this gut problem for, I don't know how long that it affects my sleep. It affects my mental health. It affects my physical health. You know why? Because I fucking nuked my gut for years on end going overseas and then, you know, massive amounts of fucking ibuprofen, sleep deprivation, shitty food. If we're going to do that, I don't have a problem with it. I think that there has to be the post effects of this. We have to come out of this and say, okay, but we're going to fix you when you're broken or we're going to find a different way. So if the shark attack thing, if that's, if that's, hey, we're just not going to do that anymore. Okay, but what are we going to replace it with? Because it's called stress inoculation and we have to come up with something. Yeah. It's like maybe there's a different method where we can put people into a situation where there's actually higher amounts of stress than three people. I know that that didn't stress me out. Did, did it stress you guys no, out that no, people yelling at you? It's like they can't fucking punch you in the face. I got yelled at because right. I would smirk when I got yelled at because I thought yeah, it was dumb. silly. I was like, you can't, yeah, you can't punch me. <laughs> like, I would, oh, go, 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 go. You're silly. Or some silly. people it's like, oh, handle my gosh, that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that's just a, it's just a, 
a first round or first mm-hmm. layer of, I mean, um, you know, the Air Force is, is doing a good job right now. And not stressing people out. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I okay, mean, here's your stationary bike. You have years. to ride it a half hour per half mile to pass the Today's Air Force Today's test physical. is driving a car <laughs> yeah. without with a air conditioning. What? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's fucking 74 no, degrees. I mean, they've put, they've put in place a prep, prep course before you go to an Air Force Special Warfare career field, and that includes psyche valves and things like that. Yeah. But now the pass rates are up because they're they're finding the right people in the beginning. Uh, with well, I think that's smart, doing. right? I think that, again, like the world is hyper diverse, which means there's jobs that like, I'm a dumb motherfucker, which is why I made a great ranger, not because rangers are dumb, but I was just like, I can ruck for 20 miles and not think about it because I'm singing songs in my head and dreaming about the stars where someone, you know, I couldn't do a different position, maybe like a an IT position because I'm not as, you know, cognitively uh, uh, able to sit and work fucking... Focus. Yeah, focus. Fucking I got fucking bullshit. ADD like yeah. every second uh-huh. of my life. I don't want to... Be real. Eating. But your point too, I think that's a good, the good aspect. And I think that's why, you know, our involvement in the community post-service is so important with the company specifically and, and our individual kind of things that we've done is that we've a lot of guys have done the stress like imagine the stress that we put on our bodies and then times that by three like some of these other guys and gals have done for 25 years and then tier one units like there has to be a mechanism and a system to individually treat and diagnose these guys and gals with what the fuck happened to them during that service record because you can't just go here's the va to a lot of those guys like there has to be some better function to diagnose and treat the the visceral issues that they have. We're not talking my knees hurt, but the gut health, the cognitive function, the TBI, the CTE, your blood works funky. Like it just, it's, it's a part of doing that shit for so many years. And I think that's something that the the DOD has to critically think about is the post-surface aspect specifically related to the people that went on 15, 16 deployments and, right. you know, beat the fuck out of their bodies. Well, I, I, I was thinking about this today as I was, I was running and I was thinking about America has, we have a problem, right? We have a sickness. And I say this, like, like I love this country, but our, our politicians and we, we have an addiction to war. Like we do have an addiction to war. We have to have one. You know, presidents have to have them. They want to be wartime presidents. The military industrial complex, you know, the largest transference of wealth in modern history was from the taxpayer to the military industrial complex in our lifetime. It wasn't bailing out the banks. It wasn't COVID. It was, it was the, the, the movement from the taxpayer dollars into the military industrial complex. I know you guys might disagree on some of this, but I don't have a problem with a war. Everybody, everybody knows I'm not a fucking pacifist. Like I'm not at all. I think there are smart wars that we have to get in as far as protecting the sovereignty of the nation and making sure that we maintain uh, the America's position within the international community. I think that's a good thing for us to have. But I also think long-term wars of occupation are a waste of fucking money. I think it's more of an exercise of draining the taxpayer dollars And the other issue that I have is probably the bigger issue is that we have more than enough money to fund large-scale invasions and then occupations in Central Asia and in the Middle East, so Afghanistan and Iraq. But post-service, 
it's almost like they tell us to fuck off. Yeah, it's and I fuck and, you. It, and it pisses me off because yeah. there should be funding and research done into the burn pits. We we should be allocating millions and millions instead, of dollars. There's there's nonprofits, but instead this. there are nonprofits <laughs> that are like we're, we're scratching our we're just trying to scratch it out because if the DOD admits that what they were doing in Iraq and burning you know car batteries and aluminum and all this shit, what we were then they're going to have to pay out a bunch of fucking money. So. What my feeling and what makes me more angry than anything else is you want these wars, motherfuckers, and you want us to go out and fight them, but then you don't want to pay the full bill. So then they leave us with the tab. So not only, and they're stiffing us with the bill all the way around. They're making us so we, take care of ourselves. So these old fucking elderly shitbag idiots like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and all these other fucking idiots like no offense to George Bush, but that fucking dude never fought in a war and he had an opportunity to go to Vietnam. So he can fuck off too. So <laughs> Dick Cheney, fucking George Bush, except for senior, right? We all know senior was in WW2, but junior and all these other fucking retards, they, they want to take us to war. They want to move our taxpayer dollars from the taxpayer into the military industrial complex. They want to sacrifice all of our legs, all of our lives. And then we get stiffed with the rest of the fucking bill when our lungs are no longer usable, when our, our we get these weird fucking cancers that we're coming up with. And then the thing that pisses me off is that people want to continue to vote these fucking idiots back into office over and over and over again. And then they get, they get fucking pissed off because Mm -hmm. you got a bunch of guys that are pro Trump. Trump is the only guy that's going endless war is not a fucking option. He's a pretty big anti-war president. He is. He's going endless war is not an option. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm a special operations, special operations advocate. I love special operations because it's a fucking way for us to send commandos into battle to protect the nation without without, moving trillions of dollars. Yeah. Kill a bunch of bad people in the middle of the night and then call it a day. It's the way it should be done. It's the way it should be. We should be dropping fucking bombs and killing and shooting fucking the right people in the face. And then we save the 18 year olds, but then there's no MRAPs that need to be moved. There's no fucking tanks that need to be moved. There's no boats, you know, boats and fuel and ships and all this other bullshit. It's an inexpensive way to fight war. So nobody wants to do that. So nobody gets to line their fucking pockets. These greedy, sociopathic, elderly idiots need to get the fuck out of office and we need to replace them with people that actually say, you know what? This is a real, this is a legitimate cause. We have to send people into harm's way. But, oh, by the way, we got to yeah, pay I, the whole but, bill. I don't think, but I don't think that the, the the people that are sending young men and women to go die in wars necessarily understand war. I think their, their consumption of the war experience is merely based on like a face value Hollywood perspective. And they don't know the long-term effects or the fact that there's amputees out there and burn victims without a hundred percent disability that can't even get into a fucking doctor's office to get a prosthetic. We're fucked up on that shit. Well, Clint, Clint that's was fucking disgusting. Me, our buddy Clint was telling me that he's here in San Antonio when COVID hit, 
He couldn't so get a new leg, so he had to go back yeah. to his chair for months on end. I'm like, yep. Mary, people- Mary Day just got told that that her injury no longer warrants. Did you see this home shit? Care. Like Mary a caregiver. Day, or close fucking she friend, could, dude. She seriously goes, "What do you think? My fucking arms grew back." <laughs> she went, so she had a full time <laughs> caregiver. And excuse me, Mary, if I if I, I read the whole thread, so you had a full time <laughs> caregiver. She went and visited her family, correct? For her birthday. For her birthday. And they were taking care of her. And because she wasn't, she didn't need a full time caregiver because her fucking family and her husband were there. They said, you are no longer allowed to have a full-time caregiver. And she's like, obviously I have no fucking arms. How do I put on makeup? How do I fucking eat? How do I wipe, How do you wipe your after, ass? at your ass? Like, and, wow. it, and it's not even like, she's missing both of her fucking arms, man. But there's, and but and they're, they're running her through the fucking ringer. Like someone needs to go in that office, fire whoever the fuck the made fucking that fucking decision down, down yeah. saying you never get a fucking job to do with veterans or anything in the medical We're space ever again. Arms on the and hire someone that's going to make a good fucking off. difference. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, man, Mary because, Day, because you know why? Because, because our society is sick. Again, yeah. we want to have a conversation about who identifies as what and what sexual Fucking organs sexual we have treat. and what kind of sex we want to have. We want to have that social identity construct bullshit conversation versus a conversation about We're, what's an ethical war. What is an even, ethical war? What is the ethical seen. thing to do for the, for the service yeah. members that have served in war? But those How are, are hard conversations that require there. critical thought rather well, than just going like, I want to be a fucking we're pullable, identified We're not even policing our own and governing our own. You have people that sit on the Senate Armed Forces Committee and their spouse is the fucking holder in Halliburton. Someone that's making the decision to give a contract to this company is married to the person. (laughs) No, no, no. Hey, 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 that doesn't matter, Jared, you know, because (laughs) if your son takes in, you know, millions of dollars from China, we should vote that motherfucker back into office, right? Hey, there's nothing to see here. It's like a bad reality TV show. You're like, so fucking stupid. Wake the fuck up, America. Wake up. Why, when, Take when, a fucking Tylenol fucking Dave Quill, whatever. Get better, goddammit. Wake him up. Gonna put him when are they going to wake up? I, that's the thing that I, I guess that's the thing that I don't quite understand. This partisan politics where everybody, we can't look at the fact that Biden has cognitive decline. It is a fucking Dementia. fact. Yeah. You can see it. You can see it from his first debates when he was running against Hillary in the primaries to right you now. You just have elder you phobia. Can or what see it. Yeah, you have, you have phobia. elder phobia. Yeah. Right. You have, you can, you're being like, ageist. His son being is a ageist. fucking ageist, scumbag. His son is a fucking scumbag. He takes fucking millions of dollars, sits on boards that he has no fucking, literally zero experience to get on the board itself. Where is this money coming from? Why is his son taking this? And everybody's going, well, that's fine because he's the, he's the son of the vice president. That means that he hasn't broken any rules. There's no, there's nothing to see here. It's like, and my my answer to to that is, are, are you guys really serious? This is really fucked up. It's really corrupt. When is it, when is it correct that the sitting president can pull FISA warrants and use the FBI to provide surveillance and information on false information from the for use against the opponent. Like it's really wrong. 
We should all be worried about America right now. This isn't a pro-Trump speech. This is, we should all be worried about how sick this country is at the point of, we would rather have a conversation about About who you fuck, who you fuck, then how how, how do we get off this rock if there's another rock steaming towards it at light speed? Like we we have bigger issues that we have to discuss as an international community, as a nation, as 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 a society. The other piece to this is it's a dumb fucking conversation. It's dumb. Like who who the fuck cares? As long as you're not fucking kids, who the fuck cares no, what you no, identify as? No one as? fucking cares. And no one cares. The other the other point is is the LGBTQRF uh, C3PO community. Yeah. None of those people like each other, by the way. No, None of them like each other. Lesbians and gays typically don't even like each other. So why are they all lumped into the same fucking group is beyond me. They don't identify together. They don't like each other. And this is coming from, when I say this, like this is coming from that community. They don't hang out together. So even the other day I was listening to somebody describe, a gay guy describe the difference between gay and queer. What the and fuck? He, was, <laughs> he didn't even know? No, no, he knew. The, he was talking in derogatory terms towards queers and gays. And I'm like, you guys don't even get along. And why are they lumping you all in the same fucking but then, rainbow? It all comes back to who gives a flying fuck. But, I don't understand. Like, I love when Matt said that. I've never quite cared who, who you lay in your bed with. Like, no one Wait, fucking cares. Nobody like, cares. I, no one cares. Why are we having these conversations? Yeah. You know it's why? A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mask. If, if they can just get us to argue about abortion and fucking who you're fucking, then guess what? You can, you can, you can vote for your husband's fucking company to yeah. take a fucking $9 billion contract yeah. in Qatar. Yeah, you well that but yeah, that that's a good point. We can it's business as usual. Yes. Don't don't get them, look get them at all what's going on because hey, we, we want you guys to be so consumed with Black the LGBT, Friday, new iPhones. That's new, it. Black Friday is a fucking social fucking post well, it, your black yeah. square. Yeah. Be a BLM guy. It, you know, woke fucking cancel all this stuff. Like it's just, do it's all the executives this. that start a fire out in the fucking parking lot. So the employees go to put it out and they steal a couple hundred thousand dollars from the fucking safe. Like that's what's happening. Right. And and everybody's like the fire, we got to put out the fires. Like the dumpster, he'll burn out. It'll be fine. Yeah. And Let's we just continue to ignore this. Like the, the military industrial complex, like Eisenhower warned of, warned us of this in the fifties. I know. And he was in a the mil- 50s, and he was a military general for 60 <laughs> years. And we get keep getting distracted by these shiny objects. And it's like, who's going to be the one that holds up the torch? It's like, this is what we need to pay attention to because the system is broken. Yeah, okay. I've, I've thought about that a lot the last few months of like, are we going to see a leader, like a real leader, come out in the next 10 years or so? Because God, I, hope so. I, mean, I hope so. There's a lot of unraveling to do, though. I, like I, I social think- media is grotesquely damaged. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't know that anybody has the answer. I don't think anybody does. I think that you're going to have to develop an entirely different news system, which I I think through podcasts and through some forms of of digital media, I do believe that 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 will eventually evolve into, into the correct circumstance, meaning the national news networks, they're just trash, right? They're, they're hyper-partisan, you're never going to get the actual information that you need in order to make a, a clear and concise decision. This year, they've shown us that they purposely they're completely spin. partisan. Yeah, they completely 
push their own agenda yep. and it's horseshit. You're, you're, well, you're and, not, but, you're, but you're the they're format, not, right? The format for that. It's, it's why when, uh, Tim Kennedy posts that about the Rogan stuff, like what a refreshing idea. And I know it's not going to happen, but to have a debate with the two potential leaders come in an upcoming election for the leader of the free world for the nuclear button the nuclear and have a discussion together. Cause guess what? Maybe Biden had some good shit to help out Trump. I don't Maybe. know. Like teamwork makes the dream work, right? So like, but having that fucking, not the conversations where it's you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. I don't care about your no, personal who's disagreements. Got, who's got a plan? I give a fuck about how you're going to look out for the plan. American public, the constitution and take care of us. The people that voted you in power and pay your fucking salaries with their taxpayers' monies. Like, let's see that conversation happen, but we know it won't because everybody wants views on national news cycle and it's just going to be a fucking predetermined questionnaire and they're going to yell at each other. The only democratic candidate that I felt that came out with a platform of, I have new ideas was Wang. Like everybody else was just fighting with each other. Well, like, I think if Tulsi Gabbard was, yeah. I think if she was even allowed, but she wasn't mm. because she didn't fit into the, that's what the, I mean. The, they the, fucked the, themselves with this. Like they could have, I think it goes through both sides half yeah. the time. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I, I think from my perspective, people need to opt out. They need to opt out of the national news. They need to completely opt out of it. They need to get into a totally different news cycle. They need to, they need to tune in to different forms of media that are way more informative. And bankrupt all and then, of them. Yeah, we, we. I think that's the only way it changes is by essentially taking, yeah, stealing all their you traffic. You can't change behavioral patterns without a psychological impact or change. And I think as we condition people to be massively reactive and knee jerk, it's like that's the content they want because it's why reality TV did so good. They don't it's like care. no one wants to watch history because it's fucking boring, they right? They, unless it's about anymore. Nazis, then the history channel is like all the Nazi channel. Or aliens. Right? Aliens. Yeah. The history channel is now just Nazis and aliens, right? <laughs> that's all that's all it is. Every what fucking, if there was Nazi aliens? That would be I'd, crazy. I've made but, but space communists. Seen right? In the last six Shit. months is you can't even present people with the real information no. and change their mind. You no. can't even go. No. I mean, I've I've been diving look, in a little bit just for entertainment. Look at Trump's taxes. This is a great example. New York Times released this story about Trump seven hundred forty five seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes or whatever. And it's like, no. When you dig into the story and actually read it, he's paid millions of dollars in taxes. His tax liability was seven hundred and fifty dollars. But he's paid millions of dollars. But the headline was completely false. Oh, trust me. Wow. I'm, my post today is going to be like, if all you've done your entire life is roll into H&R Block and then you get a return, I don't want to hear your fucking opinion about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gives them the platform to say whatever they want because they, they hide it behind like, yeah. oh, a trusted source or a confidential source. source, right? So it's like, well, who is saying that? But, but because... The media is is developed and formatted yeah. that way. You don't right. ever get like I mean, where this information is actually coming from. Talking trash about war victims. No, it, it, like, because it because like, they want him out of office so badly. And these are the same people, by the way, that, well, did, that did you continues that? to put us into endless war. They continue to transfer all of our taxpayer dollars from the taxpayer to the 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 industries. And these are the same people. This is, they, they want business as usual. And I think the, the sooner people wake up to this, say, okay, not all business is bad. We're in business. 
I would, I would say that we're a very ethically run company. Obviously, we're biased. But when you have large corporate interests that are dependent on government subsidies and contracts, that's when things get, there, there's a direct conflict of interest weird. between the taxpayer and the business itself because their job is to take dollars out of your pocket. Our job is to not do that. We, we, we don't have, I think we have, fucking less than like a half of a percent of our entire gross revenue is associated with any government contract. Because one, I directly said when from the beginning, I do not want to do business with the government anymore, period. It's straight up. I don't like doing business with the government. I don't want to do business with the government. But there, there are industries, and I think if people really start to wake up to this, like if there is, if there's an end to war, that means you don't sell any more Tomahawk missiles. Mm -hmm. There's a direct conflict of interest. If your business yeah, Raytheon, is fucking, what is yeah. Raytheon what's do? Raytheon do, right? So they have to, they have to find a new monetization strategy to grow their business, but they're funding think tanks. They're putting, they're putting forward, you know, new forms of technology. Everything that they do is to take what the taxpayers are making and then to go get that money and then put it back yeah, into their bank account. I don't know if you understand. That's a very interesting model because a lot of those companies, and we've seen them, it's like they'll be in R&D or biz dev for years and years and millions of dollars of debt and taking on P firms to capitalize them. And then at the end state, the only way they become profitable is if they get a government contract. Correct. And it's like, and in, in, in theory, sure, great, right? You have the best technology that the government uses to help the soldiers out on that side. Get it, got it, good. That's awesome. I want the best optic. Right. But in the same stance, they don't make money unless it's getting utilized. And there's obviously going to be conflicting interests and probably unethical practices in around that arena because you don't get paid unless the government needs it. And the government needs it when we go to war and they need it at a very, they, very high They do high this rate. shit right in front of our face too. I mean, but look at 2011 when every service went to their own fucking uniform. Why? Why? Money. Because it just made industry. Yeah, that, well, four that, new, four new fucking. But, but, that, but, that, but, that, but that's how the whole thing works, right? It's you you climb through the system, you get promoted it, into a position where then you're appointed as a general, and then you and get you put get onto kickbacks. a board, and and then that board gives you you know a healthy six figure salary for you to sit and have access essentially to people within the Pentagon, uh, and then you'll have access and placement, and then you'll continue to to increase the overall wealth of whatever company it is that you're working for because of your access, your placement, your experience. They know that's their exit, right? They know that's where they're well, going. You they start know bringing that up and promoting people underneath you that are going to eventually replace you. So then you, right. you still have that for them. Well, you know? and, that's, so, and that's how so you- Now when you're working in one of these- Agents, it's like, oh, let me pick up the phone. Let I, me pick I, up the I, phone. I promoted this guy I, to, to four. I promoted this guy yeah. to, you know, I gave, I gave him his star. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like mean, he, Pentagon he, Wars is a he, perfect movie. He blew me. He, he blew me. You know, he was great. Like, and that's the thing with these guys. And the, why do I have such a disdain for them? Because there is a conflict of interest between what we want, which is, I think, the general population of in, the enlisted men that have fought in these wars. We just kind of want to get our shit taken care of so we can move on with our life. It'd be awesome to get a great night's sleep, to you know, raise our families, to be ha healthy and happy. It, you know, Those are the things that we look forward to uh, because the lion's share of the wars have been fought by guys like us. We're, we're dealing with a lot more than, I would say, what you know 
the, the, the standard field grade officer is dealing with, you know, we don't, one, just, just pure numbers wise, a percentage of the overall burden was essentially fought by us. And then the exit strategy is for the enlisted guy. He doesn't get promoted into a position where he gets a really healthy kickback job for a big corporate entity where he can continue to, to, to plug into the military industrial complex. Even senior E9s are lucky to get us their first six figure job coming out of the military. Right. And then what they want to do is go, Oh, well here you're, you're, you're disabled. Here's your antidepressants and your, you know, your little, your wall of pills that you get to take every day for the rest of your life. You know, here's your shit, but just go off and don't do anything. With how many nonprofits exist in this veteran space. Um, And like, there's obviously a national need for something because the DOD and the government's not covering down on it. So you have all these like, you know, goodwilled people that are taking their own time and no salaries and trying to impact I, the individual in the right I way. This I mean, a few years ago when uh, Wounded Warrior Project came out, you know, and they had reported a couple hundred million dollars they took in. I'm like, well, you guys got the money to hire and backfill the VA now because of that backlog that we right. saw like three years ago. Yeah. Why, why don't you jump in and just start hiring people and fucking start going through these fucking cases and get them in doctors? Oh, but that's no. a what great example. Like, I mean, I mean, let's be real. There's plenty of nonprofits out there that are best on, based off of like, you know, the efficacy and, and, and goodwill of people to donate their hard income to making a change. And then they run it like a fucking for-profit business and hide the numbers and become rich motherfuckers to sit yeah. on a nonprofit board. It's disgusting. Disgusting. That's why I was like, if you're ever going to donate, you have to go through, like, you have to vet the organization. You, you got to. I mean, it's just, and if, like, board well, members are getting much you, paid, how much you wrong. get paid to be on the board? Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's your salary? It yeah, is, what's your it's salary? It's a whopping, usually about negative $20,000 because I donate about $20,000 <laughs> no, a year in, in, in charity. And there's expectations on, on both of my boards to um, donate. I push. think, I won't say the exact number, but there's a couple thousand dollars I have to donate or fund or raise to be a part of sitting on the boards that I do. It's the same. And I usually That's do a cash donation every, for me, you know, yeah. helps on taxes. And I believe in the, in the, obviously I believe in it. So it comes from me, but yeah, no, you don't, you don't get paid to sit in a nonprofit board. If you are, I think if you're fucked up, there's going to be obviously operational components of the business. If you have a CEO and an operations sure. that, that are going to get compensated in, in, in some way or form. But yeah, if the, the majority in the lion's share, if they're not running 80% or higher of the cents out of the dollar going directly yeah. to the cause, you're fucked up. So my my question for you is how many years did you serve in the military? Four in the military, five outside of that. Outside. Yeah. And how many field grade officers do you run into in the uh, nonprofit world that are sitting on boards and like really, really putting a lot of money into it, really putting a lot of time. How many, how many, how many field grade, well, like there, retired there's one that's on one of my bar boards. That's a, that's right. a former general and he's rad. Um, but other there's than that, not, not a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. mainly the NCOs, right? Because those it guys, is. those guys have the opportunity and, and you can base it off of like, okay, they spent longer in there and they went, you know, college, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, I think it comes back to usually the NCOs looking out for their own because that methodology of being a team leader and looking out for your guys is absolutely applied in a civilian sense of like, well, like no one's going to do anything. So I guess it's, I'm up to bat. If not me, then who kind of fucking vibe? Yeah. And it seems like, you know, this conversation's becoming a lot of glasses half full sort of thing. But it, if we look at this as a trend, it seems like we need to get more people leading from the front. 
who who are actually a part of this, right? When we look at Biden, like a career politician, this guy's been in office since what seventy three years? Seventy three? Is that right? Like longer than why I've been can alive. we? Why do we expect him to come in and all yeah. of a sudden something's going to change? Like, like. What? Is he a magician too with his weird leg yeah. hair? Is he going to pull some crazy fucking rabbit out of his head that's already, that's going to fix everything all of a sudden? It's such a no. Good, it's such a good point, Logan, because any change requires leadership and a, and a movement. And then you have like this whole woke movement, but they, they have no leaders in there. They're in it for the wrong thing. But we need leaders in the community. It's just like when you look at if, if the black community is really getting, you know, shoved down, well, we need great black leaders and like let's have friendly conversations of how mm -hmm. like, as a nation, as Americans, that, we can we can address that stuff, yeah. and it's it's so like convoluted right now, and it's pointing fingers, and I think it, it's across the spectrum in America with the veteran community, with these social movements. It's yeah, and it's this tendency to be like you know uh, a potential new leader to come in, and everybody just wants to fucking attack. Like the initial thing that, that is happening right now is for people like the new Supreme court nomination. Like we were talking about this yeah, yesterday. Like Jesus they're attacking Christ. the fact that she, she adopted, adopted two people. Kids from 80. Yeah. They're calling her racist. Yeah. <laughs> no, they somehow morphed that into racist, but this is, this is my ludicrous. fucking like, like since the BLM movement has started, we have not seen a mayor fired. We've not seen a district attorney held accountable for fucking bad judgments. We're instead, we're just fighting the fucking cops. Like, why don't you hold the people that are fucking in charge of making policy and making change accountable? And if they're not doing their fucking job, like that shitbag piece of shit mayor from Portland that got 12 federal agents now blind, like that motherfucker should be strung out and hung in the middle of the fucking town. Wait, twelve federal agents got blinded. Yeah, by lasers. Lasers. Oh fuck! Really? Like so, so our government is telling. Holy shit! Our people that we employ to do. Hey, you have to go do this, and then they go to do the to to secure the city, and they come back blind because the fucking mayor is a piece of shit. Jesus. Like, but is he fired? Is he still holding his position? He absolutely is. He had to sell his condo because they started fucking fucking that place up. So he had to move because riots came to his doorstep. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Jared, would you like to tell me how you really feel at this point? <laughs> I, I I think that that's the that's the standard for for most leaders, though, is they they won't take accountability. No. They, they when you can shift the focus and shift the blame, they won't take accountability for their actions. They won't say, "Yeah, that's my that's my issue." Yeah, I really wanted my hair did. The hair salon set me up. What's that? Pelosi and the hair. The hair yeah, salon they set, set, me set me up. up. Well, you now, now Feinstein, bitch. you stupid bitch. Now Feinstein was seen without her mask at a private airport. You know, because because all these fucking people are ultra wealthy too. Because you know, serving in politics should be one of those things that makes you really wealthy well, in America. When your husband owns so, a big portion of exactly. Halliburton, Evan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And no, you know, well, that, but there's nothing going on here. <laughs> you know, both liberals and conservatives alike, don't get me wrong, don't, don't, uh, they, they, they equally need to fucking get dished out on this, which is, they, they're, they're, they're partisan corporate interest controlled. People need to fucking wake up to this. They need to understand this. And when you have corporate interests directly related to the individuals that are holding office 
There should be a fucking very strict mandate that you cannot profit from this. Feinstein was seen in the private airport, in her fucking private airport, without wearing a mask while she's telling her entire state of California, shut down your businesses. Don't go outside. If you wear a mask, we're going to fucking, you know, pepper spray you and fucking, you know, hook you up and put handcuffs on you and put you in a fucking box. And it's like, these people have lost their fucking minds. We're not even minds. listening to policy, though. Like, take Bernie for an example. Like, the governor said, if you have over 50 cases of COVID in your county, masks are required. Kendall County has three. Masks are still fucking required everywhere. Right. So why the fuck? No one even listens yeah. to the fucking policy anyway. It's just, oh, let's all just be fucking stupid. I saw a person the other day that was wearing a fucking knitted mask. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking knitted mask. <laughs> In the airport. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, like full knitted, yeah. like, they're like with holes in it. They're like working Straight on up. the crochet. Okay, I'm not even the fucking around. It was a goddamn knitted <laughs> mask, and she's wearing it in the fucking airport. And you're like, this is so fucking dumb. <laughs> and we have to pretend like we're dumb like the rest of you. Like, oh, here comes my mask. Oh, oh, oh it's a piece of fabric. Oh, my God. Well, I love it too. Like, I, do you people watch like me because I've just been flying a decent amount? And it's like they, they like on the plane, they open a door, touch all this shit, so touch everything. Yeah. And then they adjust their mask about five times so like stupid. this. And then they go and open their wet wipe. And then they're like, Cleaning, and I'm like, so you just contaminated your mask, which is the thing on your face. So it's like, there's no, it's just like this, it's like that feel good policy. I think that that's like people do across the board in this nation of like, it feels good. It's like the anti-gun advocates. Well, it feels good. I I don't want people. And you're like, you're just a fucking moron. You don't understand how this works. I was flying Southwest and they fucking griped at me for not having it while I was sleeping. So I did this and that was okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, was yeah. perfect. They didn't yeah, fuck yeah, with me yeah, the rest yeah. of the flight. Yeah, that's, that's really the good. knitted mask. Yeah, I like that. It is. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. I can feel my air through the other side, like, Jared. It. Like, like COVID about- is the size of a goddamn bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, ah, it's the COVID I'm just going to wear a fucking bee, a beekeeper suit around. <laughs> <laughs> then people will be like, oh, he's really safe. He's protecting hey, himself from COVID. It's like the candy but, man when you breathe, the fucking bees wow. come out of COVID. I don't, this is the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> we live in a video game, I swear. No, this is a fucking Black Mirror episode. No, yeah, why do we have to pretend that we're that. dumb like everybody else? Like I have oh, to wake dude. up in the morning, roll out of bed and put a fucking piece of cloth on. And no, go, I, I tried it the other day. Somebody, somebody said, hey, you need your mask on. I just said, oh, I'm trans. That was it. Like, did it work? Yes, no. they didn't fucking talk to me anymore. But I identify as somebody that's wearing a mask. mask. Yeah, Got I, it. I identify as somebody that's wearing a mask. I identify as a mask wearer. As a mask right wearer. I'm all good, dog. I like that. I I get super concerned as to where... Where does this go? Where does this go? I don't, I don't know. Because I we're sit all, back and I'm like, I'm not fucking. a good place. Are we going to get, is there going to be like the news just one day? It's going to be a, hey, no more. We're done with the mask thing. Yeah. It's, or, it's or called it the election. <laughs> it's the election. Well, yeah. I mean, everything's fucking haywire right now because they, they just want to create complete social unrest. I, that's what, maybe they're that smart. I mean, if they're, I don't know. I, I think, I think the Democrats and the Republicans are really that smart. I think they've been in control for a long fucking time. I think that they've been, they've been in control for a long time. Like they have their news outlets. They've got their line in the sand. They understand what they're doing very well. 
And I, I think ultimately above them, you've got this going on, right? Yeah, and you've got a, Silicon a, Valley on one end. It's a tactic and you've got the military industrial complex and the petroleum industry on the other. It's controlling people through fear. Yes. You know, it used to be done through violence primarily. Yeah. No, but it's now, messaging. now yeah. it's messaging through fear in this right. thing. It's going to get you. It's going to get you. It's going to get you. Brazil's going to sneak up on us. What? Yeah. Brazil, they own all our food. I oh. think while we've been busy fucking off with all the fucking military shit and power and nuclear stuff, meanwhile, Brazil owns all our food and it's like. Like what, the moo-moos and agriculture? Well, everything, yeah, chicken. I, I, I was thinking. Brazil. I, I was thinking about this Brazilian the other day. I was thinking about this the other day, which is, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt your Brazil conversation because that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's like, great. It's a podcast. Super fucking interesting. Fun, shooting <laughs> shit, talking shit. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant move. I love Jared. To be Jared's president, we have to go after Brazil. Yeah. They've got the fucking Brazil. They've got the food. They've got the chickens, the pollos. The food. Bro, okay, uh, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying, just walk with me on this for one second, because I think there's a move there. Like, they could all of a sudden claim that there's a, if they own almost the entire poultry industry in the United States, they could go, oh, there's this weird chicken disease, kill every chicken in every house. That, that puts us out of chicken for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> is this the same thing as the cod conversation here? Yeah, it's like the same year ago. puts us out of chicken for like six months. But now do that with cattle. If we're out of meat, what the fuck? I mean, we ran out of toilet paper and fucking cities burned I, to the ground. I, I, <laughs> if we run yeah. out of chicken. I truly fucking hope. Like, I truly hope. Whatever chicken fantasy you got with Brazil... <laughs> I just hope that it happens. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was like, so uh, I, th this is this is people being forced to live in this false reality, right? In a like sense the chick of fear. with the, the the chick with the the knitted mask that I saw in the fucking airport. That's okay. You got your fucking mask on. It's a knitted mask, and she's wearing it, mm -hmm. and that's okay. So we have to pretend like that's doing something. Well, and I thing. have to pretend that. Well, the, the, the airports too, man. They're like yeah. advocating for social distancing. All the chairs are marked off. Yeah. And then you get on the plane and you're, and you're, you're nuts and butt. You're in a tube. And then all seats are open and you're like, okay, we're either going all in on social distancing or we're going all back to normal, right? And I'm not saying that someone needs to decide that I, for me, but Jesus Christ, I'm anti, man. like, the word social distancing. We invented this fucking stupid thing for, for this virus. But and we, we, don't we invented triggered and woke yeah. and social distancing and what all masks. these other bullshit and masks, whatever it is. Anything. But I, I'm just wondering, so play this out, right? And, I, and I'm just playing out the the the, the entire leftist agenda, the, the, the neo-progressive agenda where it's open borders, free healthcare, free education, right? I'm just taking the top three lines, open borders, free healthcare, free education. Cause I'm reading signs. I'm walking through neighbor. I was walking through like my neighborhood the other day and it was, you know, love is love. It's, it's, it's these signs in all these yards where it's love but, is love. Who's saying love isn't love? Nobody. Like, is anybody nobody. in 2020 saying that? I don't think so. <laughs> here's, a, here's something that's scary. But, but, no, we're it's talking like, about it's like they're, the whole, they're, But it's the whole, like, at what point is there, like, two gay dudes walking down and they're like, that's not real love. No, like, the, like nobody. Maybe, like, some in the 
bum fuck Egypt or this is the boogeyman. It's the boogeyman. These these neo progressives are like they think there's a bunch of super conservative people out there going, "What the fuck, bro? You can't be banging a dude." It's like most conservatives now are like. Stay the fuck out of my business. I'll stay the fuck out of your business. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a really but good policy. What is fucking fuck whoever scary? you want to fuck, as long as they're not kids. Yeah. Fuck whoever the fuck you want to fuck. Identify as a Furby or a dog or a toilet or a horse. Whatever the fuck you want to identify <laughs> with. <laughs> just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and, and I don't, don't have to conform to your fucking yeah, I don't bullshit. have to conform to this. But yeah. here's the thing I was thinking about. It's like, so open borders, That's free healthcare, free education, right? Those are the scary ones. But they're also saying- there's there's too many people on the planet. We're destroying Polluting. our planet. Yeah. There's overpopulation. I'm like, we're gonna okay, die in 12 years. But okay, dummies. Then why are you saying open borders if you're saying they're overpopulated and the United States needs to you, you know increase our environmental regulations, clean the air, and all these things? But at the same time, we also want to open the fucking borders and let everybody in. Listen, like, Evan, okay, man, I want okay, all okay. the vehicles in Texas by 2025 to be electric, and we're in an electric crisis. Thank you, California. Um, well, well, yeah. this is what's the larger? So let, let's take a big picture look at this. What is what is the larger thing? That that they're trying to push, which is government control. Government and if we control. look at the boiling it's, the frog of course. analogy, right? If if you throw a, a frog in boiling water, it's going to jump right out, right? So if they institute all of these changes all at once, you're going to see revolutions. But if you put the frog in Chip lukewarm away, water after and generation. then you yeah. slowly turn that heat up, they're not going to notice, it's right? The same so thing this is exactly what's going on with the mass. What's really scary is that, is that this, this is, is I- one step towards getting us to that new normal where we're all just okay with whatever the fuck the government says. Okay, well, that's the new normal now. And we yeah, got to fucking raise our hand and be like, no, this isn't acceptable. Look at, look at advertisements on TV right now. Regular commercials, the actors are wearing fucking masks. Fuck yeah, they are. Fuck this yeah, is a are. fucking messaging fuck fucking yeah. war from the inside. Yes. Like, yeah. in no purpose either. You're watching a fucking Target commercial with a mom and a dad inside their house wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. No, That's actually fucking, we're being it's, fucking programmed. Yeah, it's yes. fucking crazy. And Brazil is behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's the same conversation we've had about the, the anti-gun lobbies? It's a slowly, it just chip, you're not, you can't come out and say fucking, you know, every rifle's banned other than, you know, a bolt action fucking Remington 700 for hunting, right? They can't do that. But what they do is they slowly chip it away, demonize the the, the black rifle, and then just, 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 just like clawed away every single fucking day until that tunnel's built into whatever crazy what fucking life because they need the guns away. And then, and I'm not it like, just, I sound makes, like a dude wearing a tin hat right now, but this is like, if, no. if the 10 years ago, I feel like I'd be like, chill out, Matt. But right now I'm like, if you start you, to see you, the chess no, you pieces move, you're anymore. like, you got to be kind of dumb not to realize what the fuck no, these it, socialist could you imagine agenda the motherfuckers are doing. Could you imagine seeing the picture in 2015 of us like standing in front of the building in mass and we'd be like, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on? And, like, and how fast has this happened? Fucking took like 30 six, days. Yeah. Six months. Six months. Six That's months. it. No, I think it's easier, right? It, it makes it easier for the corporate interests that ultimately control their two-party system and the media. It just makes it easier for them to take the money out of our pocket. So people just look at themselves as ultimately you're just slaves to the industry. And it just, you need to, I think, they need to look at the entire 
social economic fiber and say how they monetize and ultimately how they're trying to monetize your work is they they need to make it so they can just go into your bank account and take the money and put it into their account. That's that's all they're trying to do. They're just trying to bypass as many middlemen as they can. And so by forcing you into a circumstance where the government is controlled and ultimately they control the politicians, when I say they in the in the tin hat purest sense, it's not that. It's it's a wide variety of industry that will control policy and politicians, and then they write the legislation and the laws that make it easier yeah. for them to control it's a power what grab. we're doing. And people would wake the fuck up and say, okay, first and foremost, let's pull back all of our fucking information laws. Like we got to, we got to, we got to take our fucking, our information is ours. We have to, we have to take that away from the tech companies and the government. They don't own it. It's ours. They're monetizing our information, what we do with our phones, what we're doing with our computers. And they're taking that data, they're collecting it up and they're monetizing it without our fucking permission. If we had the ability and we do, the people were in charge and this is the thing. If they controlled the politicians, they would say, sorry, that's our information. We're taking it all back and you can't fucking have it anymore. Because if you do, you got to pay for it. It's the same thing as a cable news or, or cable TV, which is, so let me get this straight. I'm going to pay you to put a fucking TV in my house. Yeah, and that, then you're going to serve me ads. And then you're going to serve me but ads, but I'm going to pay you per month to serve me ads. Lunacy. No, by, by it's the, fucking lunacy. No, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's fucking and crazy. We just, we just fucking fell into it. Oh, yeah, that sounds like oh, a yeah. good deal. So I'm oh, gonna, fucking 250 in, bucks for Dish Network? Yeah, then, fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you. <laughs> Brazil. Gonna, Brazil. Uh, Brazil. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you to install a TV into my house. I'm going to pay you more money. To get premium to get, channels. To get premium but, channels. But you're selling ads on all Then these you're going to sell the ads to it and you're going to monetize on both ends. Yeah, 30-minute oh, program, way, how about 19 minutes? 19 minutes. <laughs> and oh, by the way, I'm just supposed to be okay yeah. with that. I'm good with this. Mm. No, right. if people would fucking say no, and if they would run this through the people that they actually elect to say, you're going to do something about it. I'm sending you to Washington to change these fucking laws. Instead of you work for your corporate master, you work for the fucking people master. I'm starting to sound like a, a, a Bernie at times like this, but this is the thing that where we all agree as, as a society. That we're not okay with. We're not okay with it. It's the left and the right. We're not okay with these fucking big corporate interests and the government having this much fucking control over us. It's where... People want to smoke pot and marry whoever the fuck they want to marry and are pro-gun or everybody merges where everybody merges and there's an extreme minority where it's like, no, no, I want the government to have more control over my life. I want Silicon Valley to have more access to inside my home without me knowing about it. Everybody agrees that's fucking yeah, wrong. Just a crazy everybody person, says yeah. no. And when I say everybody, I would say probably above 90% of us would all agree that it's not okay for Apple to be able to fucking monitor my conversation whenever they want. Everybody, 90% of American society would say, fuck off. 
the government shouldn't be able to, without a warrant, arrest me for whatever the fuck they want to and say, well, I'm just a goddamn terrorist because I said something that they didn't like. No, that's why we have the Bill of Rights. Like everybody would agree to that. Everybody would agree. You can't access my information. You can't fucking arrest me for literally any fabricated fucking reason you want to and just throw me in the terrorist bucket. You know what I mean? Say that's okay. Everybody agrees on these things. But the principle of this is don't capitulate your individual rights and just forfeit them to the government and corporate interests. Like, don't do it. Stop it. Please stop it. Wake up. Like, stop wearing your fucking knitted masks in the goddamn airport. They don't fucking work. Like, but we we have to live. That's what I'm saying. We have to live in this fictional reality with these fucking us. crazy yeah. people that are like, it's a good mask. You know, your knitted mask. Yeah. You did it. Oh You're God. blocking COVID Yay. all by yourself. Yeah. Yay, good job. Fucking morons. <laughs> Do you need some water after that one? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that good. was a good one. Good. Well, the good news that, is, that man is spicy. I, I think our government system is set up to instill these changes, right? This representative republic, right? Where we vote the people in who have our voice in their back pocket and they're going to go implement change. But it seems like this two-party system just ends up beating against each other. And then the, the real change just doesn't end up happening. It's fair. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't want them to make a lot of changes very fast. Yeah. To be fair, I do want them to grind it out a little bit. Like I, I, So I want people to go to Washington and represent the people. You know, yeah. I really do. Uh, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was listening to the history of Exxon the other day, or the last couple of days I've been listening to, to the history of Standard Oil and ExxonMobil. And they're talking about the lead up to the Iraq war and the kind of the post-war where they were having these windfall profits. And the CEO, which is Rex Tillerson at the time, who's also the former um, head of state or state department guy for, for Trump, um, secretary of state, there we go, is also friends with Putin because of his, their oil interests. And, and there's a lot of different things that are going around there as far as the information is concerned. But, you know, Exxon in itself, hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars, ExxonMobil. And they were making 20 billion plus quarter in profit, just, just pure profit. Damn. But when we look at that corporation, just the corporation itself, when your corporation makes more money and profit than most countries' gross domestic, gross domestic products, so GDP or export, there's just no way that you can't have an international footprint and influence. There's just no way. You have to be influenced by the, the power of that corporation. And I don't think it's bad, by the way. I, I really don't. I don't think that it's bad because petroleum is the basis of, of, of our economy. Yeah. But what happens is now you have this like international product. You have a large corporation making hundreds of billions of dollars and you have an uneducated society where they have zero ability to understand the petroleum market, zero. 
They're completely ignorant and how it works. Oh my God. And it was, it was, it was really kind of a, a reality check for me because did any of you get a history lesson or a lesson itself on how the petroleum industry no. works? No. no. You know how important it is to everyday life? Yeah. I mean, I- for everybody on the planet yeah. to understand. And there's a reason why nobody fucking really wants to educate the international community on how it fucking works. You know why? Too much money in it. There's too much fucking money in it. And if they keep you fucking dumb, then you really won't be able to regulate it. So you have a bunch of really smart people. And honestly, there's there's some great people in the petroleum industry we know. And they have the best interests of, of humanity at, at, at heart. But there's also a huge percentage of the climate change in the petroleum industry. And they're going at it all the time, right? Because it's like... This is leading to climate change. You have climate deniers and you have all these other, this really complex, heady, interesting conversation and nobody knows how to participate it, participate in that conversation with a coherent and educated background. Nobody knows how to do it. So of course, everybody wants to be on this, this bandwagon of saying, man, I don't, I don't want the, 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 the polar ice claps to, to melt and for our oceans to heat up and for the oceans not to be able to exchange oxygen and for all of us to fucking die. Nobody wants that. I mean, maybe there's like 10 people on the planet that fucking want that, but those are just evil people. So how are you supposed to participate in this conversation in a way that is beneficial? Because nobody knows anything about the fucking industry. You can't. So Exxon's on one side saying, we don't know or the entire petroleum industry. And then the other side is like, it's all your fault. Yeah. But isn't that pretty much what we've had this whole conversation about whether whatever that subject is, there's the polarizing left and right and the general society somewhat in the middle of like, we all agree, but we don't know the best foot forward on this. And you can't really get the information to make a, a educated decision with a no. reason or people are too lazy to do it. They're too lazy, but or there's no funding for it or the grants that are out there for the actual research itself that's being funded by the petroleum industry. It's so it's a really complex conversation. But yeah. And what, I mean, I'm, what if we have a chicken crisis? Dude, I'm, I'm saying we're ignoring agriculture and that's, what's going to kill us. That is what's going to, the food thing. That's what's going to be the end of the end of it. I agree. Yeah. Good thing you have chickens. Yeah, I have some. You've been preparing I for this I mean, for I got an offer time. from Brazil for my chickens, but I didn't. <laughs> no, that is probably the most terrifying thing. It's it's not like probably a, a disease necessarily, like a it's viral. Gonna it's going to be a food thing because animals the within the, the chain are far more susceptible it. to cross-pollinization yeah. of a viral tr- like transaction, for lack of better terms. And yeah, it's like the swine flu. It's just like having her- hordes of cattle and chickens get infected and just massacred, just look at world how, starvation. Look at how we reacted when toilet paper ran out. If you take one thing out and it could, you could, you can make everybody believe that it was a disease. There could be no disease. You just took one thing out. Fucking everybody panics. It starts getting fucking crazy. Toilet paper. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, that, the emptied, most, that emptied the fucking shelves of everything in grocery stores across the country. We talked about country. that when COVID first hit. Like, you walk by and there's like canned beans everywhere and then no toilet no, paper. You're like, I mean, whatever. Vitamins, okay. medicine, <laughs> yeah. beans, rice, and then 
toilet paper. But that just proves how dumb people yes. are. It just proves like but it, it you're living around effect. a bunch of knitted mask motherfucking morons. Well, I mean, I, I, the defense of that would be like they just wanted to make sure they could wipe their asses in the most, you know, I did easy the experiment way. by not using it one day and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> just hop right in the yeah, shower I just afterward. Went, I, I was like, okay, if we run out of toilet paper, what's this going to be like? It I was bought fun. a squirt gun and used it as a duvet. Yeah, there you I've go. Got a, we I painted a bullseye in my uh, butthole and I yeah, said, shoot it, Logan. Yeah, we should have started a duvet company. Yeah. Or a bidet. A bidet. A duvet is a cover for That's, a, you're right. a you're small right. bed. <laughs> it's a duvet. duvet. Yeah. 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 Some people wear those as masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should start seeing what we can get away with with a mask. I, dude, I saw I saw the best one I saw was an Uber driver and he was wearing that spider, the fake spider web stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I appreciate this. Yeah. He's oh. like, I'm glad you get it. Yeah, he's just being an asshole. And I like God, that. I, I, I love, like I love those memes. Like, I, like those memes where people are like wearing fucking paper bags on their heads and shit. <laughs> it's like fucking hilarious. Yeah. Or the old guy that cuts his whitey tighty yeah. and puts it over his face. <laughs> Someone did like a so fake good. meme about that where a guy couldn't get let into like a bar or something and his wife just pulls out down her panties and he puts the panties on his mouth and I was like, that's, that's solid. Yeah. It is did that solid. just gross you out? What, what was that? No, I... I I mean... You I, live in like Utah. You're in the Texas sun. I can get that. It gets a little sweaty. I'm still cool with it. I love it. it. I, I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about the tidy whities the old guys' tidy whities mm. at the same time you were describing Instructor the... Instructor Earl wears tidy whities a bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know. Those UDT shorts seen, are pretty short. We haven't short. seen Earl in a while. No, when you get the Earl back. back. No, we've got, we've we got, got some good content coming good up. Good things written for you in this new Halloween, Halloween skit. I got finally the, get my dream scene that I've wanted for so long. Well, I'm not kissing you. <laughs> <laughs> when have I ever wanted to kiss you? I'm just saying that could be a dream scene that you're trying to get into. Uh, no, it's a dream sequence for Evan. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. that. Yeah. yeah. But we got the Veterans vs. Horror Films 3 dropping. Um, oh, we're filming at this week. What? Thursday, yeah. Thursday, Friday. Dang. Okay, okay. We pivoted on the other one um, just because. You didn't like it. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and then Sci-Fi vs. Vets is pretty much wrapped up. And then a little bit of the ending. We got another music video coming out. Yep. We got a sweet Black Rifle Friday commercial we're getting ready to film oh, yeah. too. Oh man, we got a lot in the a lot queue. Of violence. A lot of work. A lot of work. A lot of to fake do. violence. A lot of, yes, a lot of fake violence. A lot of fake It'll violence. Yeah. Fun. Well, well, this has been a that great. Was, that was wow. been a great a show. One. That was every spicy. We did everything. We did it yeah. all. We fought. We laughed. We cried. And I warned you all we that Brazil all. is going to fucking be our yes. demise. I'm gonna tape a can <laughs> to my face. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> Let's start doing stupid. It's my fucking face mask. There we go. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. Thanks.